your deepest life message will come from your deepest pain. It's just the way it is. Your life message, your passion today is fueled by what you have learned through your life with Gabe and what God is showing you now. And so it is so beautiful. I want to welcome you to the Single Mom Cast brought to you by Arise Single Moms. I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder, and this is Mel Hyatt. Hi, Mel. Hi, Pam. I'm glad you're with me today. And Mel, I have to say, I don't know that we've ever done a podcast that quite is quite about this subject and about the outcome. I would agree with you. Moms, today we're talking about the loss of a child. To me, is probably one of the traumatic events any mom could ever face. And, you know, I have not lost a child, so um, I cannot imagine the ebbs and flows of working through the trauma of that. But today we are talking to a lady that is able to say that after going through that, this woman is able to say, it is well with my soul, the Lord is good, the Lord is my strength, and I have the gift of joy. And it is our privilege today to be able to visit with our special guest. We have Cindy Stewart with us today. Welcome, Cindy. Hi. Thank you so much for having you me. You bet. I'm so glad that Cindy's with us. And moms, you will leave the podcast today if you have lost a child encouraged, encouraged in the journey that's ahead for you as you walk through life facing what has happened to you. So I'm excited for you to meet Cindy. So Cindy, um, first of all, can you, um, I want to welcome you. I've already done that, but I wanted to say, first of all, you guys, I wanted you to know I first met Cindy this past year. We were at a big Edmond citywide honors banquet, and I met you and, and Bill for the first time. They had gotten Citizens of the Year, and a real good friend of ours of 30 years had introduced us to each other, so that's how we met. Yes. So that's kind of cool. So anyway, Cindy, um, welcome, and I just wanted to ask you, what would you like our listeners to know about you today? Well, number one, it's a pleasure to be here today with you all. I'm always surprised but pleased to be invited to share the things that I have learned about God. Mm. I know that your audience is primarily single mothers, and that is something that I have never experienced. But my heart is full of wonder that they have been that they have taken on this challenge of parenting alone for the most part. God bless you all. I hope that my love for God and the things that He has done and is doing in my life can resonate with your listeners. I love to read. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a word. <laughs> I read it. You got it, girl. I, I mean, if, I, if I'm going down the road and I'm talking to my husband, I'll throw in a word because I just read a, a billboard. And so, <laughs> that words are just a big, big, big deal to me. Um, I love, I have a wide range of subjects. Um, just give me something to read. I'm totally immersed. Um, I love to study. I love to study the Hebrew and the Greek. I love to go to the original manuscripts to know what the word really is truly saying because it changes everything so many times. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing to do is to make things beautiful. <laughs> I really do. I love to garden. I love to travel. I love to laugh. And I just really love making others laugh. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. Can you just feel her joy over there, Mel? <laughs> yes, Cindy. She and loves I... to make things beautiful. Should she come to our house and work on our backyard? Yeah, Cindy, I'm thinking a couple of things I have available for you. Um, I also have a 14-year-old that really loves words, too. So it will be like 630 in the morning, and he asked me this, he asked me this, this weekend. What's the difference in duality and dichotomy? 
And I was like, can we eat breakfast first? Yes. And, and he is what? How old is he He's now? 14. Okay. But he loves words like you. And when he learns a new one, he just wants to use it. Oh, that's awesome. And then <laughs> it makes me realize how smart I'm not. Okay. Pam. <laughs> okay. We get that. Well, Cindy talked about her love at words for Greek meanings of this and that. And I've listened to some of her teachings. And it does take you a level deeper. And I appreciate your love that's for that. Great. Cindy, for the last number of years, you and Bill, your husband, have been rebuilding your life with hope and purpose after the loss of your only son, Gabe. And I want to start out by you telling us a snippet of your story that is so dear to you and it's dear to us and I know it will be dear to our moms. Well, I'm going to start by just in the beginning. Okay, you do that. <laughs> I, was raised, do that. I was raised in South Oklahoma City. I lived in what my brother-in-law says was the Beaver Cleaver household. Mm-hmm. My parents were married for over 60 years and really did their best to make our lives full. Don't get me wrong. We had as many dysfunctions as other families, but we worked through them with love. I really Mm -hmm. did have a delightful upbringing. Mm -hmm. I was married at almost 19 and was married nine years when he told me he had never loved me, and he left me. Mm. This was very hard on me because I um, truly meant my vows that I spoke before God. They 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 meant something, and I expected to be married the rest of my life, even though it wasn't a happy marriage. But um, a few months later, I gave myself wholly to Jesus. I think whenever I was about eight, I did the vacation Bible school thing, and I really do believe I called upon the name of Jesus and that I was saved, but I was not taught anything. And I was wandering and um, always had the, the, the faith that God was who he was and who he said he was and what he said was true, but I didn't really seriously know him, and I didn't make him a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I gave myself wholly and um, just really began a new journey with him. And then several months later, I met my now husband, Bill. And after a whirlwind romance of 11 weeks, we met. Uh, just 11? Just, just 11. 11. <laughs> Girl, she lives on the edge, doesn't she? Lo- she said, I know all I need to know. <laughs> and, and we both did. It was just the funniest thing because uh, I'm... Bill is very, very methodical. If you ask him a question, he's going to go, his little mind turns into a computer, and he he figures out all possible answers before he gives them to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like so far down the road Uh that when he answers me, (laughs) I don't know what he's talking about. So I was telling him, the only thing you ever did fast in your life was marry me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I do love that. What a guy. Yes. <laughs> he, 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 is, uh, he is truly one of a kind. I'm incredibly blessed. Uh, I always say, if anybody gets to know Bill Stewart, then they've been blessed. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I had somebody tell me the other day about you, Cindy, that Bill adores you. And I'm like, well, that's so sweet because I know you adore him. Mm-hmm. So that's so sweet. So tell us a little bit about Gabe and you adopting him and and that part of your story. Okay, so uh, we were unable to conceive a child, and after 10 years of marriage, God blessed us with our sweet, precious son, Gabe, Mm -hmm. who we adopted when he was three weeks old. Mm. He was a light in this world. His heart was huge, and he had an empathy and a compassion that was well known. I'm not silly enough to believe that everyone loved him, but I do know that he had a huge gallery of friends, both young and Mm -hmm. old, (laughs) Mm -hmm. who um, loved him deeply. He was a people magnet from birth. Even his foster family, uh, when they had him, told us how people would just walk across a mall to see him. He was funny. He loved to plan. He wanted everyone to feel welcome and to have a good time. He was incredibly handsome. (laughs) 
of course. <laughs> he, he just really was. I mean, well, I've seen this picture. He was. He he he, he, he was. <laughs> from the from the I mean from the moment the foster mo- mother came around the corner with him, I had asked the Lord. You know, you always make a little list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this would be fun. This would be fun. And he, she t- came around the corner, and he made a little face, and two little dimples went in deep. And I went, oh, oh, he has dimples, and yes. I didn't even ask for that. Thank yes, you so I'm... much, Lord. And he used those dimples, believe Yes, he me. did. <laughs> he wooed his mama with those dimples. <laughs> so uh, he did have his issues, which became more than he could deal with as he entered the world on his own. He decided to take a break from God right before he entered college. He made a lot of bad choices, and they compounded, and he was really a lost little man. We had him for 24 years, eight months and 19 days, when we received a call from the Oklahoma City Police Department on August 29, 2016, that he had been found dead in his downtown Oklahoma City Mm -hmm. condo. We knew it was drugs, but found out a few days later that it was fentanyl combined with alcohol that took him. Well, <clears throat> moms, I don't know what you're feeling right now, but I am just a little bit speechless as I'm sitting here with this dear lady and thinking about him and thinking about her loss. Moms, I'm thinking about your loss. You and Cindy have something so in common that it it rivets through these microphones today. And yet she has got amazing news for you. So just continue to listen, please. And I have to tell you, Cindy, that I found out yesterday I did not know how amazing this young man was. But I happened to go by Oklahoma Christian Schools, and there is this enormous building. And outside it says the Gabe Stewart Memorial Hall of Performing Arts. So there was a building named after him. We're talking about an exceptional young man. And I recognize that. I recognize that yesterday. What a blessing. Yeah, it was real sweet. After they, after they took um, possession of it at the first of this year, um, the kids r- approached one of the, 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 the staff members and said, you know, the Gabe Stewart Memorial Hall is just too much to say. Can we just call it the Gabe? The Gabe. And I about lost it because mm-hmm. Gabe used to refer to himself as the Gabe, mm-hmm. and so Gabe. I, I just I love that, and it's 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 been used way more than they ever expected. Yes, and it will continue to. The thing about it for that something like that, Cindy, is that's going to be there way beyond the years that you and Bill are even here. So, it's just like memorialized on that campus, and I think that is such an honor, such an honor to you and to him as well. So, you know, I did want you to know about that. That was really cool. Cindy, as we're talking about building memorials and buildings, I I understand there are other ways for us to grieve and and memorialize people. And we have moms who are listening who have lost a child by death, and some of them have lost children through custody and other things. And what I know is when death is sudden and unexpected, it steals that opportunity for you to have closure and there's a vacancy. And so my question to you is, what are some things that you did, like practical things that helped you cope with that sudden grief? Well, excuse me, um, our faith is who we are. We know who he is and whose we are. 
The word says in Psalm 34, 18, that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those crushed in spirit. We were broken and we were crushed. Mm-hmm. But we knew from the moment we received the call that God had no part in his death, but that the enemy had taken him down a road that he willingly followed. The enemy, according to John 10, 10, says that he comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. About an hour after we received the call, we were out in California, and Gabe was actually supposed to uh, join us there three days later. We had spoken to him about three days earlier, and then he went just dark, and uh, we never spoke to him again. But that call was, it was precious. Um, we just, we laughed, and we, because we, we, we were a family that laughed incessantly <laughs> about anything and everything. We loved to make fun of one another, and we just really, we really just did have a joyful life. And um, we were getting ready. We had called and gotten a plane to come home. And um, uh, Bill, Bill is a very, very, very strong man. He has always been known as the dependable one in the family. And um, when we were on the phone call with the police, um, he had collapsed. And the Lord spoke to me, you're going to have to be the strong one. And I was mm-hmm. for about six to eight weeks, I was the one who just basically took the, the helm and, and, and took us through. But as he was walking past me in the bathroom that morning, I reached out my hand and I grabbed it and I said, honey, we need to talk. I said, the enemy would love nothing more than to destroy us. Because most people, it, the, the percentage of, percentages are quite high after the death of a child that there, a divorce occurs. Mm-hmm. And I said, we have got to make a pact that that does not happen. And so we held on tight to one another, and and that's what we did. We were told by so many people that we just had to immediately get to counseling. We had to immediately take pills to get through to to be able to stay in the pain. But we decided we wanted to stay clear-minded and we wanted to feel every emotion Mm. and deal with it so that we get through it and not mask the emotions. And we did. We talk about him. He was our only child, and our memories with him were now all we had. Bill heard a Jewish saying that says, if you don't talk about those who have died, they die twice. Would you say that again? If you don't, if you don't uh, talk about those who have died, they die twice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is amazing. That's amazing. Like, well, like with the memorial hall, my son's name is spoken many, many, many times. Yeah, he's being kept alive. Yes, he is being kept alive just by saying his name. And mom, today as you're listening, um, I want to speak your child's name right now, Cindy. I don't know what their name, but we want to speak your child's name. We want to bring them to life. We want you to know we remember them. We celebrate them today as well. You know, Cindy. About grief, I've got a couple of quotes I want to read to you, and you tell me if they're true because you've talked about some ways you and Bill dealt with grief. And moms, maybe some of you are thinking, I've grieved so long. When is it going to be over? This is ridiculous. And so I've got two quotes I want to read, Cindy, and I want you to comment on them for me. The first one is this. It says, the reality is that you will grieve forever. You will not get over the loss of a loved one. You will learn to live with it. You will heal, and you will rebuild yourself around the loss you have suffered. You will be whole again, but you will never be the same again. Nor should you be the same, nor would you want to. Um, does that 
ring true to what you have experienced about grief. Absolutely. It does. Oh, yeah. Whenever we had the, the, the grand opening uh, day at, at uh, the Memorial Hall, um, I'm not one who, I, as, I see, as I said, sees a bug go across the room and get something uh, you know, spiritual out of it. I've just never been like that. I'm just practical. <laughs> well, the morning of, I had gotten up and I got my cup of my cup out. My um, it's a pottery uh, cup out to, for my tea, and it had a chip in it. And I prepared my tea and everything. And then I went over to get my bowl, which was also the matching pottery. And the bowl I picked up had a chip in it. And I thought, oh, I think God's actually showing me something here. Mm-hmm. And what He showed me was those vessels were still useful wow. with, a, with a chip. Mm-hmm. Bill and I are still viable. Mm-hmm. We still have a purpose. We mm-hmm. still have each other. We have friends. We have family. We have just so much. But we have, we have a little chip, mm-hmm. and it's always there. Yes, yes. And moms, maybe you're listening today, and you're saying, um, you're saying, uh, I feel the chip, Cindy, you know, I don't have a husband to carry this with me. Maybe that's what you're thinking, and we understand that. But what Cindy is talking about is, and what she's going to mention, is something deeper than a physical husband to walk you through this, to give you hope, to be the strength of your life. And uh, there is hope, regardless of where you are, who lives in your household. You know, the second quote I want to ask you about, Cindy, it says, grief, especially from losing a child, is not something you get over. Grief ebbs and flows and changes with time. Some days will be very hard and others will be a little easier. Eventually, grief should feel muted and in the background, but most likely will be present in one way or another throughout your life. Always. Always. And so, I, moms, if you are thinking something's wrong with you because it's been six years, seven years, and then that, that's a normal part of life. And I wanted you to give yourself, give yourself the, the ability to be human and to recognize the truth from God's perspective that these things are normal things as you grieve. So, Cindy, Pam's reading these incredible quotes that she found that somebody learned through grief and shared with the world. So what's something that one thing that grief taught you that you would like to share? Well, what I I was going to touch on next lines right up with that, because um, Bill and I, we uh, again, we allowed ourselves to go through the process. And I received a card about two weeks after gave passed from a woman who had lost two sons. Mm -hmm. In the card, she wrote something that I believe allowed me to walk through grief differently than had I not read these words. She said, man was not created to grieve. We were created for life, not for death. As I pondered on this, I had the the little thought that that God didn't stop Adam and Eve on the way out of the garden and go, ooh, 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 I need, stop, stop, I need to give you the capacity to grieve. No, he let them go. And that is a part of mankind that um, we've been faced with since the beginning, but we don't have any knowledge of how to grieve. That is why when it happens, we are lost. Mm. We don't know how to handle the pain and the loss and the finality of death. We don't know how to console those grieving. And we say things that are hurtful, not knowing that we have caused pain. Please know that the only words a person needs to hear is, I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. I loved Gabe. I'm praying for you. And I'm here for you only if you mean it. 
anytime you need to talk. They don't need to be told how strong they are. They have no choice in the matter. They are struggling through life each day just to get by. No other words. Don't be surprised when they don't call because mm -hmm. grief is as individual as each person who grieves. Mm, that's really good. I like what you said. I'm so sorry. Silence is golden sometimes, isn't it? Silence is golden. You know, uh, Mel, you asked, what have you learned from grief? You and I have not lost a child, but we have lost marriages, and we have lost the just so many things through that that continues to have consequences in our life. But I can say this about the grief I have shared, though it's not the loss of a child, but it is the loss in a different way. And Cindy would probably agree that your deepest life message will come from your deepest pain. It's just the way it is. Your life message, your passion today is fueled by what you have learned through your life with Gabe and what God is showing you now. And so it is so beautiful in that way. Cindy, I wanted to ask you what, as I thought about it, what initially attracted me to you during and doing this podcast was you said to me as I visited with you, yet I have the gift of joy. And I thought, how? You lost Gabe. You're, you lost the Gabe. <laughs> you lost the Gabe, your only <laughs> son. Can you explain that to moms? How can you say you have the gift of joy? That is, that is a, beautiful, a beautiful message right there. Well, it's a pretty long answer. <laughs> um, the word says in the complete Jewish Bible in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. Nothing in the Torah stands against such things. In Romans 8, 11, it says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. If you have called upon the name of Jesus, you have been filled with the Spirit, and you have been given these fruits. You don't have to call for them or ask for them. You have them. The house... The next day after Gabe passed, our house was full of people. And uh, again, I've, I've said it before, he was a funny, funny guy. And there were just oh, Gabe stories. I knew there were Gabe stories. At his funeral, I, I had an open mic in the, in the um, gymnasium so people could just pass it around and tell Gabe stories. And, and it went on for a couple of hours. It was quite, quite a blessing. And um, I just always, I've always had the gift of joy. I, I, I love being happy, and I love making other people happy. And that was shown just the day after he died. The house was full of people, and everyone was talking about him. As I said, he could light up a room, make people laugh within seconds of talking to him. From elementary school, he did that. Well, his dimples did it, you know. His dimples did it, you know. <laughs> well, he was a smart aleck, too. <laughs> okay. The perfect we, storm. We love the game. <laughs> we love the game. And so I was standing in the hallway with three friends, and um, I heard a laugh. And I realized it was me. Hmm. And I had the thought, how is this possible? Gabe hasn't been dead for 36 hours, and I'm laughing? It's kind of a harsh, it's a harsh thought and a harsh mm -hmm. statement, but that's literally what my head thought. And I knew that it was the spirit of joy that was going to sustain me. Hmm. Also, joy comes from rejoicing. I love to tell about how through the Bible in its many translations, it's been mistranslated a lot. One of the scriptures is Psalm 118.24, where we say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is a mistranslation. 
one word. One word in the whole meaning is changed. The passage before this, the passages before this in, 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 in the, that psalm um, talks about giving thanks to God, talks about his mercy, how, about, how he is on his, our side, how to trust him, how he is our strength, and on and on. The real words to that scripture are, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in him. In him. All those passages before talking about rejoicing and, 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 and marveling on all of his attributes. And all of a sudden it reads, we're supposed to rejoice and be glad in the day. No, we are to rejoice and be glad in him. God. Mm-hmm. It changes everything. We are to rejoice in him all day long. And that is what I do. I rejoice. There is always something to rejoice in, um, it, even even in the darkest of times. Uh, there's something you can. Uh, it, it, it might be a beautiful moonset or a beautiful sunrise or a, a f- bird singing, uh, it, the, the, the child of a of, of a baby's laughter. There's always something, always, always something that we can rejoice because God has provided all those things. Um, also, another gift of the Spirit is peace. God places much value in this word. It is mentioned 237 times in the Old Testament and 93 in the New Testament. The word in the Greek is the word irene, and it means peace and quiet and rest. The Old Testament is Hebrew, and it means shalom. There's a man named Edward Horowitz who wrote a book, How the Hebrew Language Grew, and it says in his book, it probably never occurred to you that it may faintly amuse, and it may faintly amuse you, to know that when someone says to you inquiringly, and this is a this is a phrase that, that Jewish people say to one another. If they see a woman, they say mashlamek. If they see a man, they say mashlamka. And in deep in the middle of that word is the word shalem, which is the root word of shalom. Mm-hmm. They're asking, um, if, what they're ask, actually asking you is. Are you whole, complete, in one piece? They want assurance that no part of you, fingers, toes, legs, arms, and etc., is missing or broken. The root meaning of our familiar greeting word shalom is shalem, which means whole, complete, and nothing missing. If you are whole, you're probably well at peace. Only will peace, only with peace will one be able to have joys. Believe me when I say, like Bill says. We're about this far away, and that's my fingers about a hair's breadth mm-hmm. away, <laughs> from tears 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. We miss him. Yeah. We miss not having a family legacy. We miss that we will not know what his career path would be. We miss that we won't get to watch him fall in love and propose and marry. I'll never have that mother-son dance at his wedding. Mm-hmm. We will never have grandchildren. It isn't easy. But we recognize that God gave us life. Each breath is a breath from God. What legacy would we leave if we buried ourselves in sorrow? We were given a purpose, just as Gabe was, and we must fulfill that purpose for our father. Well, Mel, do you see why I wanted Cindy to come Mm -hmm. in our podcast studio? Mm -hmm. Because our moms are listening, and you think grief and misery and depression is your life statement. And Cindy just said it is not. And that was beautiful it's not easy but you just made that statement cindy i this question could be a podcast by all by itself and i'm sorry this is a loaded question but just 
But I heard one of your teachings, and it was on the authority of the believer. And that is one of my favorite things to talk about, which we don't talk about much today, but it's the authority that we have as believers. And uh, what is that, and how has it helped you in finding purpose, knowing your author- the authority that you have as a believer, and mainly in blessing other people? Just If you could just talk about the authority we have to overcome, the authority that we have to, to bless others and be comforted and move forward. Bill and I were learning about the authority of the believer um, about a year or so before Gabe passed. We even took him to a, 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 an authority cons, con, uh, what's the word? Conference, concert. Thank you. Both of them. Conf- no, it was a conference. It was a conference and, that sang. And Bill, Bill has a cousin whose name is Billy that Brim, B-R-I-M, and she preaches all over the world. She is just well-founded. She's... Um, learned everything that uh, she learned from Kenneth e. Hagen, and um, I began uh, just learning a little bit more about it, and about a year and a half after Gabe passed, the Lord woke me up at four o'clock in the morning, and I was still, and normally when I wake up in the middle of the night, there's a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that little mind just won't Your stop. Your brain's going. But my, I was laying there, and I had the cognizant thought, I'm not thinking of anything. This is weird. Then I heard God speak to me. And he said, I know that you want to teach men, I'm sorry, I know that you want to teach young women how to become women of God, but I want you to teach the authority of the believer to those in Christ so that they can know the authority that they have on this earth. And I laughed and I said, but Lord, I'm not a teacher. Then he showed me all the times that I had taught. And I said, okay, I'll do anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's a gift that we've been given, but that we most have no knowledge of it because it's not taught. Mm-hmm. Our enemy wants to make sure it is not understood. God called me again, you know, about five years ago to speak, speak on this subject. It's about understanding what Jesus gave us, which had been his, when he returned from three days in hell and told us to go into all the world uh, to do what he had done. It says in Matthew 28, 18 through 21, and Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, all authority. Now, that word there is exousia. There are five words for power that that are English in, uh, in, in our translations, and this exousia means delegated power. Delegated. Mm-hmm. Delegated power, mm-hmm. the power that's been given to us yeah. by our Heavenly Father through Christ Jesus to live on this earth with all authority, with all victory. We are overcomers in Christ. Mm-hmm. We are all of these things, but we have to know it. We have to learn it. We have to believe it. It's about understanding, um, you know, that... that uh, well, I already said that. Um, it says in Matthew 20, 18, 21, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority, exousia, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Then in Ephesians 1:20, it tells us that Jesus was raised from the dead and seated at God's right hand in the, in the heavenly places. Uh, then in uh, Ephesians 2, 6, it tells us that we were raised up with Christ mm-hmm. and seated with God in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We were given authority over all the demons of hell over our families. We can speak and tell them they have no authority over our families and they must flee. This is not arrogance. It is confidence knowing and believe what the Word has told us we have, and standing on these truths as we live the abundant life He gave us on, the earth, on this earth as we look to Him and await His return. I love that, and I love the fact that you said 
you are an overcomer. So moms today, as you feel that your loss has defined you to a life of misery and depression, no, God's word says you're an overcomer. You can overcome all things. We are under the authority of Christ so we can be over the authority of so many things and dominions on this earth. So you you do have authority to walk as an overcomer. And I loved the especially the Greek translations. Those were so great. Cindy, you're so wise. I know we should have been taking notes. Cool. (laughs) Cindy, I also know you said and I will log this in my brain forever, don't tell someone they're strong because they they don't have a choice. But there is something else that you are that I think you have a choice and that you're brave. I, you had a choice to keep saying Gabe's name and you had a choice to come in here and talk about this yes. today. And I think that's bravery. And so I wanted to thank you for being brave. And then second part of that is that I believe the moms listening to this today are really brave as well. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what is something, one final thing you would like to say to these brave single moms listening? Well, Ladies, I know that life sometimes seems like it's a dead end. We married, putting our trust and faith in that, and we've been kicked in the teeth. Mm-hmm. Our finances are a burden. How to do it all alone is just so hard. Sometimes there's no one to talk to. Everything weighs on you now, it seems, but you are not alone. This platform, this Arise Single Moms platform, has been a ray of sunshine to many of you. It lets you know that you're not the only one experiencing what you are going through. This may seem trite to some who, have not, who don't have a close walk with the Father, but his word says in Deuteronomy 31.6, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. And them is speaking of nations or enemies. Whatever is in front of you, whatever is in your presence, do not be in dread of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, mm-hmm. nor forsake thee. And that word forsake in the Hebrew, is the word is azab. And that means he will not leave you. He will not loose you. He will not mm-hmm. forsake you. He will not depart from you. He will not leave you behind. He will not let you alone. He will not abandon you. And he will not neglect you. Wow, that's some good talking, preaching, speaking, you know, wisdom, flavor, beautiful words to my soul today, moms. And I know, I know they have to be beautiful words for you. Cindy, I want to thank you today. In closing, I have a few things I want to say. I want to thank you today for sharing the Gabe with us, the dimpled Gabe with us. Moms, I've already mentioned to you that today we celebrate your child. We recognize your child. I have several of you in my mind right now as I hear from you and the loss that you have over a lost child. We are celebrating their name as well today, and I want you to be encouraged. I want that to bring comfort to your soul. But moms, the truth is this. Our successes don't give us near as much credibility as our suffering And I wish it wasn't that way, Mel and Cindy, but it just is. And the more honest and vulnerable we are about our sufferings, the more powerful our impact will be. Your impact today has been enormous, Cindy, because and through the suffering. And I feel like, Mel, that's the platform for Rise Single Moms, that our impact comes from our suffering and from our past as well. But like I said earlier, or if I haven't said it, our deepest life message will come out of our deepest pain. Moms, whatever your pain is feeling today, 
um, your deepest life message will come out of that. So I'm saying don't waste your sorrows. Don't waste your hurt. Cindy has not wasted hers. She has not wasted hers. You know, use your sorrows as part of your testimony. And anywhere where you've had pain and anywhere you have felt God's help, there is a testimony there because God has indeed turned Cindy's ashes into beauty. Is that not right? Thing. Yes, in, in Revelation 12, it says they overcame them by the blood, blood of the, of the lamb, lamb and by the word of their testimony. Mm-hmm. The word of their testimony, which is us, is us proclaiming the victories that God has done in our lives. That's our testimony. That's what overcomes the demon, the demons, because they hear us speaking about our victorious God in our lives. So use your words. Cindy. Use your words. It goes back to your words. You started this podcast off with words. Did you know you're going to be ending it with words? <laughs> you love words. And moms, use your words. Use your words. Yeah. Moms, in closing, some chapters in your life I know have changed with the loss of your child, but God can do mighty things. You know, I once heard, don't focus on what's lost, but focus on what's left. And I want you to know you best honor your child by living a life that reflects the goodness of God, that brings comfort to others. And thinking about what Cindy said about our authority, yield to Jesus. The power of God is backing you so you can exercise your authority in Christ. Moms, today we want you to know how much we love you, how much we care for you. And as always, we are so thrilled that you decided to come to us today. This is God anointed. It is no, quote, accident that you happen to listen to this today. This was God's love for you, reaching out to you, drawing you into the Gabe story so that you could leave this podcast feeling what Cindy said was 237 times in the Bible, God's peace. May you go today your way knowing that God loves you, that God loves you, and His peace is with you.